Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right. Then. Does everyone know when they're saying their name? Yeah, Pete's last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete will go, and I'm Pete Donaldson. The last should be first in the Kingdom of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Everton slide into the drop zone. Xhaka slides back into Arsenal fans' hearts, and James Ward Prowse slides off my Christmas card list. It's Monday, the 25th of April. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Hello, you beauties. Welcome along to the Football Ramble. Hope you all had a lovely weekend. Did you both have a good weekend? Had a lovely weekend. Thank you very much. Had a very quiet one, me. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. (laughs) Did you? Painted a roof, though, on Sunday. Uh, Wow. A very very windy day up a ladder that I don't trust. I don't trust any ladder, I'm just saying. (laughs) It's funny you say that. and You are tiny. Mm. Now, that's a really interesting point. You could float away. I'm I'm frightened of going up ladders. (laughs) Okay. Much of the the roof I had over my house a while back is like, Amusement, yeah, 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 he thought it was brilliant because he was bigger than me. This is my life. I, I did the ladder to cut down the bay tree in my garden, and mm. I said to my wife, "The reason I don't feel comfortable up here is because I'm so big." And now you've what? now you've said you said you feel the same because even though you're small, you still yeah. don't trust it. No, but that's mm. because I'm this small that even getting on your shoulders is high for me. True. So, so anything <laughs> we're, not do- we're not doing that. No, I don't. Want to on your shoulders. But what I'm saying is that uh, yeah, I'm scared of heights, and right. I think I think it's logical I'm scared of heights because I'm vertically challenged. 
So, no, Luke, if, so Luke, if you were both in a big trench coat, you would have to go on the top, Luke, and Jules would have to go on the bottom. <laughs> and then we a very small trench coat because yeah. Jules would be crushed into the ground. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's get on to the football from the weekend. No, let's not get on to the football from the weekend. Why? Let's talk about you, Jules Breach. We saw, the, we saw the videos of how much what fun videos? you were having. What? Get boozing. Just yeah. boozing. Bad hangover yesterday. Don't you don't get away with it. You don't get away with it, Bree. She always got away with it. <laughs> yeah, you were a bit distracted then. I thought yeah. I did get away with it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was quite. I had a few. Someone read the rules and regs. You, you, you enjoyed yourself. And that's yeah. fair enough. I was very hungover yesterday, but it's quite good being hungover watching the football because you get to just lie there and just take it all in. But if you're, but if I, you're, I always find myself a little bit hungover on a Sunday, and if Newcastle are playing at half time, I always go, I just want a little sleep, and then I wake up ten minutes at the match and uh, second half, and I'm like, oh, are, no. missed it all. Yeah, missed it all. Well, the, the other good thing about being hungover on a Sunday is you just just order takeaways constantly. <laughs> so constantly. I had I had Deliveroo to my house yesterday. Yeah. How many times? Just, I, once. I, just the once actually, okay. but right. an absolute feast. Um, and I didn't hear the door because I was watching the football in the garden out in my little yeah. garden little bar thing. Mm. And uh, the delivery driver had to ring me and say, "Excuse me, like, do you want your food?" And I was like, yeah. "Shit, I've actually got to get up." <laughs> I was like, "Throw it over the it, wall. Just bring it over to the back gate. Put it on um, Pablo's back." Exactly. I tell people in person when they say I watched Jules like she's really nice she's really mm. down to earth and everything and then you say stuff like that and Jules, <laughs> yeah. people aren't Jules, no, Jules, is, just Jules is what people think I am what's that <laughs> just a drunken well, mess <laughs> alright <laughs> no we're very alike Pete yeah, yeah exactly. we're, I'm here. we're tiny both little mini <laughs> tiny little both, problem both chaos little merchants mini disasters <laughs> <laughs> oh dear right football so yesterday mm. whilst very hungover <laughs> sat in my back garden I did watch the Merseyside derby and Liverpool beat Everton 2-0 which means Everton are now in the relegation zone because mm. Burnley won. We'll come on to that. Liverpool have uh, closed the gap again on Man City at the top. It was a feisty game, wasn't it? It certainly was. And, and it was brilliant. I, I get the feeling that, I think Luke mentioned before, uh, we started the football on the day, probably the better uh, Everton performance that we've seen in, in, over the past couple of months. And the only thing Lampard for me is giving his team is just urgency. Yeah. <laughs> just rockets up the bomb, really going for it. But their final uh, decision making in, in the final third is, is pretty turgid. Yeah, <laughs> and that's third. why Liverpool won. But Liverpool are probably the best team in, in Europe at the moment. So, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a pro- old school derby, wasn't it? Mm. Proper. Proper. This like... is what you want to see in a derby. I think so, yeah. Yeah, mm. if there's not at least one little fight, it's disappointing, I think. Yeah, no, I think and actually, there was a few in this. There was, was, was yeah, good. absolutely. Rich Harrison did his uh, did his um, did his best to be a one man tragic wrecking ball. Um, <laughs> but, but... Uh, he's he's one of those players that I feel like. If he's in your team, you like him. I don't mm. know. Do Everton fans like him? You can tell me, guys. <laughs> uh, but if he's not, he's so irritating. Right. Well. I... For, listen, for an hour, what Everton were trying to do worked well. Yeah. I think the only chance, we've got to be absolutely, you know, absolutely clear and, and honest about it. Everton are a far worse team than Liverpool. And that's mm. no, there's no shame in that. I know it's difficult because it's a local, a local derby and there's bragging rights and all the rest of it. But no Everton fan, you know, who's sentient is going to think, oh, we've got a really good chance of winning at Anfield. This is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they have to go play to their strengths. And Lampard said it before the game, didn't he? We've got to do this, this, this and this, and we've got to do it really well to have a chance. And for an hour... I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Of course, like Klopp's changes, like really made made the difference, and the the the, the possession stats were like, remarkable. Like, mm. I mean, Everton's possession was something like eighteen yeah. percent, which is you know incredibly low, obviously. Um, but the problem when you do that and you embark upon a tactic like that is ultimately you're saying a point is massive for us here. Mm. If we can get out of this for it with a nil-nil, then we'll be absolutely delighted. And of course, the stats show and the history shows that realistically you're not going to do that. And as soon as Liverpool score, you've not really got anything 
you got you got nowhere to go. You, mm. You're bringing on Salomon Rondon. So you have to and, fight. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so they did. And, and I don't I don't actually mind it. I mean, it's up to the referee to, to, to stay on top of the game. I don't think he did that well, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it's, that's his responsibility. I think Everton were within their rights to play the way they play because it's the only way they would have had a chance of getting any kind of result. I actually had a, a weird feeling before the game. You know when you get that funny feeling in your tummy? It might have been that, might have been it what I ate the, the night before. <laughs> <I mean that point. laughs> I ate drank. But I had a funny feeling in my tummy before the game that Everton might have been able to get something out of it. Like you say, Luke, probably like a goalless draw was the best they mm. going into the game could have hoped for because in a derby, when there's so much on the line and... You know, you've got the fans going at each other and it means a lot to the players as well. Like Anthony Gordon's obviously homegrown lad and he's an Everton fan. Well, he was great. And he was excellent yeah. for them, I thought, and, and and denied a penalty. What was your thoughts on that? Do you think it should th- have been a pen? The second one was a pen, for yeah. sure. I, for I, sure. You reckon? I think so, yeah. The push? Yeah. I went for the back of him. Was it the first one nah. or the second one? Normally goes for the back of him. Which is the one where, where they both had an entanglement. One angle, it really looked like a penalty, mm. and then another angle, it really didn't. I think I get the feeling that if the referee had given it, VAR would have backed him up probably. Yeah. But I, I think his reputation precedes him a little bit. Well, that, and I what think come before? Diver, what yeah. come before meant that it was it was. That's the thing, isn't it? Mm. See, the universe will even it out mm. because the referee now thinks, okay, I've already seen him dive, and that makes it slightly different. Mm. What what I don't understand though and I think you're right about the idea of VAR but that doesn't tell us why we're still not getting these decisions correct and they're still not being judged on their own individual merits mm. because um, Man yeah. is trying to flick people's noses off and that was that was that was <laughs> absolutely bizarre it as well it was so weird but, wasn't but it I think Gordon should take an awful lot of credit from his performance and I know mm. Seamus Coleman when I, Coleman ran over to him and started pointing his face wasn't he saying how great he was yeah. Yeah. And, and Alexander Arnold was one of the best players in that position in Europe and Gordon had a really good time against him mm. and Alexander Arnold in, in patches didn't really know how to deal with him and he was their great outball with his pace he's so quick and yeah. he's so positive and that's that's a great thing what? I think he'll be an absolutely brilliant player in the championship next once, season <laughs> once Gordon <laughs> once Gordon acquires a final ball I think he'll be quite the footballer in the championship he'll get 30 goals next season oh, that, well this is the thing now is um, and we will come on to Bernie in a bit but they've got another win and that means that they're out of the relegation zone and Everton mm. are in it. It still seems unfathomable. Unfathomable. Mm. Is that the word? Is if you decide. That was it a is, yeah. Word. yeah that second, was, I'm quite impressed second with Second time in it, not On bad. a Monday. Um, yeah, it just seems bizarre to even think of them playing in the championship, well, isn't it? There's the, a the big thing that's, um, that's currently against Everton. Well, there's two things, I think. One is the, the way that Burnley are now playing, which we'll come on to. Second is... The, the remaining fixtures. I mean, Everton oh, God, got, yeah, they're awful. Everton have got to play Chelsea next. Okay, that could could be go either way because of the way Chelsea are at the moment. Leicester, okay, away from home's tough. Then they've got Watford. They need to pick up points massively in those, um, in those games because the only thing that's going to be playing in their favour is the fact that some of those teams they're playing don't really have anything to play for. And they've for. got like Brentford mm. and Palace as well. I mean, yes, you, you and Arsenal were well in last season, you could last see, game of the season. Maybe not Arsenal, but you could see Leicester. You could see them getting nine points out of Leicester. Brentford and Palace, probably. Really? I, do. yeah. I don't know. If I I, really... I, the weird thing is, is I look at Everton now and I don't know where they're even going to get a point. I mean, obviously, maybe maybe Watford. Well, but the problem is, they like... don't. The, 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 Jules, the big criticism you've got to level at Everton, and I think the fans will be fuming about it, is that if they apply that application to that game yesterday, to every other game this yeah, season, there'll be miles will. out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. the thing. It, yeah. it, they were able to channel it and able to really find something to motivate them because they were playing Liverpool mm. and they know how much it means. There's absolutely no reason they shouldn't be applying themselves to that level every single game. Now, it's easier to play that way because you're not really you're not really embarking on any kind of attacking endeavour. Mm. Right? So your, your assignment is actually a pretty simple one. 
whatever happens, you're fucking Gandalf, right? They shall, you, know, <laughs> you shall not pass kind of thing. Um, uh, clearly, the challenges will be different when it comes to going to play a team like Watford or, or, or Crystal Palace, as you say, because they're going to have to go and do something. They're going to be expected to win games because if they just draw every game until now the end of the season... It's not enough. Probably mm. not going to be enough, and it probably won't happen anyway. But, but you don't learn to be a manager... At, at Chelsea for me in that particular situation with the sword of Damocles over your head you don't learn to be a, 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 to, to manage an expansive creative team on the Titanic like Everton I just don't think Frank, Frank's got what he needs to, to, to actually get out of this one Benitez tried to set up a defensive team with a middle heavy kind of set of players and, and, and bring Salomon and, Rondon in and, one of your faves the big man <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they don't create. They can't defend, no. and they don't create. That's the problem with Everton, and it's been Everton's problem all season, and, and yeah. it's really coming up to roots now. It's, it's th- they're in all kinds of trouble. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really interesting, mm. Pete, now to see what the players in that Everton squad have got in them, character-wise, because you got to remember with Burnley, they're kind of used to being down there every season. They're mm. used to fighting, and they're used to being in, you know, in survival mode for for certain elements of the season where they know they're going to be in and around it. And Mm. the players they've got have got experience of being down there. Whereas you look at this Everton squad, in terms of their players, you know, some some of this squad are used to playing in Europe. They used to be, Mm. you know, up in the top half of the table. This Everton team aren't used... I mean, that's certainly not why the likes of Richarlison are are playing there or Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You know, these are... These these players play for their country. They're not mm. used to being in the in the relegation zone and, and yeah. this fight for survival now. It'll be interesting to see where they've got it in them, Luke. Yeah. And and you know, you have to look at the lineup of games left and decide which ones you'd rather play. But ultimately Everton if Everton can pick up enough points, it doesn't really matter necessarily what Burnley do. But of course now they've dropped below them in the table, mm. it's not actually in their in their own hands. They've got well, it is because they've got a game in hand, right? Yeah. So if they win the game in hand, they go a point above them. Look, we can't predict what's going to happen, but what we do know is that based on what we saw yesterday, Everton have it in them to work really hard, to really you know, fight competitively for everything. Uh, and I think the part of the reason of that is because the pressure's off. They, 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 they had no mm. real, there was no real prospect of them winning the game at Anfield. Mm. Um, and so that was easier. The, tr- the challenge is going to be different between now and the end of the season. They've got to rise to it because if they don't, um, they'll be in, they'll be in the in the championship, and we've talked earlier in the season about what it's that crazy, means for a team yeah. like Everton. Mm. It looks like it's, it looks something to me that's got a very similar shape to what's happened to Sunderland, given the financial situation, yeah. and that's not a great thing. Obviously, that's terrible. Mm. As for Liverpool, though, another win, two 0 victory, um, and as you said uh, before, Luke, it was the subs for Jurgen Klopp that changed the game. Um, Divock Origi. He, he, Fucking loves playing Everton, doesn't <laughs> Jamie he? Jamie Carragher said, didn't he, in the commentary, if this isn't the game against Everton, Origi doesn't come on. And he still scored. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, when I was making my changes to my fantasy team this weekend, I actually thought, shall I just bring Divock Origi in because it's Everton? And mm. I just knew he would do something and I, I bottled it, basically. I mm. didn't bring him in. But as soon as he scores that goal, I'm like, that this is yeah. a joke. He just <laughs> loves scoring against Everton. Uh, he just loves it. His sixth league appearance and third league goal of the season. Um, he loves big games as well. We all remember the goal he scored against Barcelona in the Champions League for Liverpool. Corner taken quickly. That one's famous mm. for, for for Liverpool fans. And yeah, he's just. It's amazing that um, I heard Jurgen Klopp's uh, comments this morning uh, of what he said about Divock, and he said uh, <laughs> he said he's the best finisher in our squad. Now this is either really clever man management, or is he onto something here? Is he yeah. is he a better finisher than Salah than Mane? Well, I think it's a really good management way of saying that, you know being positive about a player who's got no future at your club <laughs> and who isn't going to start games for who's you. Who's the best drummer in the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what Divock's? He's the best at 
lacing up his boots. <laughs> you see him do it, the dexterity in his fingers, you're being positive about someone without kind of going over the top and mm. putting anyone else's nose out of joint or giving Best him any... Best finisher yeah. in, in the squad, though. That is going over the top, when isn't you, it? When you pick him up and place him in, front of, <laughs> in the right position, yeah. his positioning is horrendous. No, I, I think he is a good finisher. I think he's, I think he's, he's, a, he's a, definitely a player who could bring a lot to another team. Brighton? Unfortunately, well, we have him. possibly, yeah. I, I, would, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible move for, for him to go to Brighton. Neither do I. Yeah, it'd be fantastic for him. Take and for Brighton. But, but he's not going to get in the team, that's the point. And this is a mm. this is a Liverpool team who have lost what one Premier League game since November or something. That game, mm. I think they lost to Leicester, didn't they? That's it. And this is a generationally good team. So Everton can't um, take it too you know too hard that they've lost this game. Uh, it's amazing for the narrative that Origi scored. It's amazing there was a couple mm. of punch ups. Uh, it was it was a great it was a great afternoon all round. Really, I, I love the fact that Liverpool are so amazing at football that they can't let one of their best players. In any other football, I'm looking at football team. I'm looking at Manchester United in this case. They've got one of their their most famous, most decorated, uh, most successful, and prolific uh, strikers, like just not signing a contract, and yeah. it's not derailed anything. No, nothing. No one's really talking about it in any other club. Manchester United. It would be the biggest story, yeah. and it would be a reason every why day. every yeah. why the why the dressing room is fragmented and stuff. Um, it's 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 clop. You know, it's down to clop for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And by the way, Luis Diaz, I, I feel like every that time... Touch. Just, that touch was unbelievable. He's just so good. It. He's yeah. so good to mm. watch. And I, lo- I he's just, I don't know, he, he looks like he's got a bit of a naughty streak as well. And I just, I just <laughs> like him. I just, I really love watching him play. Mm. That assist for the goal as well. Oh, it's class. This is just brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, right, let's talk Burnley then because they beat Wolves 1-0 yesterday. Uh, the Mike Jackson moonwalk continues. Oy, oy. <laughs> when was the last time Burnley had a week like this? I know. Amazing. It's insane. I mean, they've they've picked up <laughs> seven points from a possible nine in the three games since Sean Dyche has been sacked. Yeah. So it's looking like it was the will, right will decision. Well, you sort of go, like, it was weird that they didn't have a plan for someone to replace him after all that time that they've had a manager like that. But they clearly went, ah, do we need a championship manager or a, or a Premier League manager? It's difficult, isn't it? But I think there's, I still think there's got to have been a bust up there for him to have gone that quickly and them not to have had someone mm. to replace him because Mike Jackson's not even been at Burnley for that long. I think he's only been the under 23s coach since the, since January 2021. Mm. So he's not been at the club for that long. Mm. I don't think this would have been in their plans, but whatever he's done, it's working. I don't know whether I don't know whether it's just like a release of there was so much tension and, and kind of build up to whether or not this would be the season that Sean Dyche goes that maybe once he is sacked, that the players maybe are just playing with a bit bit more happiness. I, th- I, I don't it, know. You've got to look at the way the new manager makes the players feel though, mm. right? And he's he's prob- the way you make me feel. There you go. There you go. You really turn me I did the joke that. in a subtle way, a neon sign. <laughs> oh, sorry. Above it. It's okay. You weren't good enough. It's, it's fair enough. You're not good enough. It's fair enough. <laughs> I just slid it, slid, it, slid it in there. for One for the heads. That was at least a record for people. Um, but, but no, joking aside, um, I heard an ex-player. Love hearing, girl. I forget, <laughs> I forget who it was, but I heard an ex-player saying that, you know, when you imagine moves on, especially one that's been there for such a long time, it, it, it really galvanises the players who perhaps aren't, getting picked or who can't see any prospect of being in the team because mm. Daish's methods are going to be his methods for forever. He's been there for such a long time, longest serving manager, I think, in the Premier League, certainly in the Premier League, maybe even the Football League at the time. So, um, And it looks like a new broom. It looks really fresh. And if you look at it on the pitch as well, they're much more adventurous with the ball. They they use the ball more. They, they seem more comfortable in possession. They've been just a bit more daring. Yeah. And I wonder whether... 
Um, getting in the box more. Yeah, and if you're the and if you're the ownership, you go, okay, well he's always. You can look at it one of two ways. You can go, well he's always kind of got us out of this problem before, so we just got to trust them to do it. For example, they're always better in the second half of the season. Or you go, we can't keep dancing with the devil here mm. over and over again because sooner or later we'll get caught like out. No, it isn't. I should have thought <laughs> of one. Shouldn't I? Should have thought of one. Um, and and they've obviously gone for the latter, and so far it seems to be working. Um, and they've also brought in, it's not just Mike Jackson, it's Ben Mee who's come in and coached and, mm. and been the kind of bit of a conduit between the coach and staff. Handy, and the he's, player. In, well, he's injured feel. at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, kind of, it's weird seeing him in trousers, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, they actually found it quite hard to keep the ball uh, early on, but their energy just went up and up and up through this match. And it, it's a really great time to find a bit of confidence mm. when you fight for your life in the Premier League. But I, I think it's down to Westwood getting injured and Cork coming in, because Cork's been bloody yeah, great. But do, but do you think the three games they've played, and they've got points. I mean, Jules mentioned it. The three games they've played, they've got seven points. They play West Ham, who had, um, who've got Europa League concerns yep. and, mm. and uh, focus on that. Southampton have got nothing to play for, and Wolves have got nothing to play for. Really, I mean, so Wolves they could have Wolves could have can push their way into the conference into, league. Yeah, I think, yeah, but that's yeah, it. Europe, yeah. So that that definitely helps. Um, it'll be interesting to see them play Watford away because last time they went away against a relegation rival, it was Norwich, and they got beaten. Mm, so good point. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But mm. they're in. They, they looked. There's a lot more positive about Burnley than there is about Everton at the moment I would say were but you it, just yawning at talking about Burnley there no I was uh, <laughs> inhaling through my nose I was having a stretch, <laughs> having a stretch. Pete's like oh I'm bored of this one now yeah. <laughs> uh, but in terms of their running it's, it's definitely not not boring um, they've got Villa twice which is unusual because of course do you remember when mm. we had all that those postponed games because yeah. of Covid so they they play Villa twice in the space of the next few weeks um, also got Spurs and Newcastle, but I wonder whether Stevie G would quite like to see Burnley stay up and Everton go down. Might, <laughs> might, might purposely forfeit both of these games. I don't, I don't think that's much like. I don't think that's very much like that happens. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, Aston Villa themselves haven't won for ages. That's true. Yeah. They could actually yeah. weirdly get dragged into it. They won't, but they. No. But there's, you know, there's a possibility they'll be right. They they could finish just above the relegation zone, mm. but. Um, yeah, very interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, I've been told I have to mention Brighton 2, Southampton 2. I'm not sure mm, why, because yeah. we were 2-0 up and I had a ticket to the game and I was so hungover I couldn't be bothered to go. That's the spirit. <laughs> that's, that's why the atmosphere is when so it, poor at that. <laughs> really. You know what? When we were 2-0 up, I was like, shit, I should have got ready and just gone. And then I saw it was too all. I was like, oh, maybe not. I love the I love Quite the idea of the stadium manager walking into the Amex while the game's going on. There's not much of an atmosphere in here. And someone else is going, yeah, a lot of hangovers today. A lot of hangovers <laughs> today. It was Brighton 2, James Ward-Prowse 2, wasn't it? Mm. Yes, it was. Mm. James Ward-Prowse yet again. Strike. Do, you, do you think the football, the football media community will ever get bored of just talking about how technically good James Ward-Prowse is? <laughs> we know how good he is. We know he scores free kicks all the time. Why do we keep talking about it all the time? I don't Because he's that good at them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> The home form of Brighton is amusing because it started off quite well in the Premier League, yep. and then it is. If they have a, if the kind of trend continues at the same rate, you're going to be relegated next season with no, that home form. No, don't say that. With from home form, yeah. how many teams do that get relegated because of their home form? Well, we haven't won at home this year, as in this calendar year. Yeah. Last time we won at home was at Bre- against Brentford, apparently. Yeah, Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. They need yeah. those little cardboard clappers like Fulham, don't they? <laughs> I remember uh, about Veerkost said that uh, when he uh, scored 
at the Amex, he said, uh, it's just a, a really special atmosphere. I was like, that's, <laughs> a, diss, I, I, that's I, a diss on the Volkswagen <laughs> Arena, isn't it? I've actually been to the Amex and it was quite good. It's a yeah, lovely, it's it's a lovely stadium. Yeah. It's the people, Stop isn't it? it. It's oh my God, it's... we're good people, Pete. Don't, don't, don't listen to the Northerner. He's, 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 he does, he thinks the same about all Southerners. Just because St James's Park is rocking now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Imagine like Newcastle fans going down on a Tuesday night to Brighton. Oh, that's yeah, but, difficult, but, isn't it? But Newcastle United fans would... They massively threw their rattle out about Steve Bruce, didn't they? Uh, they didn't keep. They didn't keep like keep what keep the faith with him. No, they didn't, like they, he but deserved. They, but the atmosphere now is noticeably brilliant. Yeah, they're capable of that. Right. But they didn't stick at it, did they? They didn't support the team anyway because they didn't like Steve. No, Bruce. they didn't support Steve Bruce. They had a massive tantrum. Had a massive tantrum about Rafa did Benitez. They? Did they? <laughs> he, Rafa Benitez <laughs> jilted them and left. And they they couldn't get over it. Is yeah. That fair? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, massively fair. So yeah. I'm fighting for you here. I know. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Sticking I've, up for you. I've enjoyed that. Not, <laughs> at Luke Moore. Is it Luke Aaron Moore. Yeah. 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 Aaron I had a massive. Yeah. Someone had a massive pop at me about the Charlton crisps thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. They did. Yeah. yeah. So you said I'm not welcome down was... the valley anymore because I said they <laughs> eat too many crisps. You're like I didn't want to go <laughs> anyway. It's the worst reason to be not welcome at the stadium. So you said that they ate too many crisps, but apparently they all were eating crisps because of a protest. No. So I think they eat too many crisps generally, and this is hypocritical of me because. I eat too many crisps anyway. I right, love crisps. Okay. And then I found out once I said that, <laughs> Clip that. Once I said that, I found out they they embarked on a crisp related protest in 2018 by eating loads of crisps, or chucking them on the pitch. Right. Well, that's that's not related to it, is it? Then. So I can't be done for libel because I've proven there are a lot of crisps. Why are they allowing thing. at the Valley crisps to even enter the door? Why are they selling them? I'd love the to find out. Concessions. People, I don't think there's an appetite appetite for dialogue at the moment. Right. So I'm not okay. gonna, you're not going to find out from me. You'd have to find out yourself. Mm. Appetite for crisps. Top yeah. three crisps. Oh, have we got time for that, John? Yeah, we do. Pringles, all the flavours. If yeah. I eat a whole pipe, I am ill for two days. <laughs> it's not even but a crisp. But I keep button. doing it. It's not a crisp. Oh, I mean, they're, they're not, crisp. That's not even top ten for me, it's Pringles. A, it's a reconstituted like potato snack, isn't it? A, a crisp needs to be a slice of potato it's for me. It's a crisp. Oh, really? Yeah, what, so. so you don't count like Monster Munch and Skips in there? Oh, you've done me there. <laughs> yeah. I'll give a Monster Munch to a cat. On Wednesday, and it don't went. Do it went. Yeah, don't do that. I don't like it. <laughs> if, a cat, if a cat has something to eat that's too salty, it licks its lips for ages after. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Oh, can we do um, another one of those games rather than um, the, the dog eating, eating the carrot? Can Anymore. we have yeah. cat eating cat crisp? Eating crisp? What's the flavour of the crisp? What, what, Just for the cat's yeah. reaction. Yeah, pickled onion. What type of crisp? Cruelty to animals, isn't it? Horrible, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, had the choice not to eat it. Mm. We're not forcing it. <laughs> Plenty more to dig into off of the the back of this weekend. We're going to talk Arsenal, Manchester United, and we'll also take a little dip north of the border and into the football league as well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, now, Jules, um, look at this. You've got a fresh board. I think this is a slightly better board. I'm going to go for Dangerous Minds. <laughs> dangerous Minds. <laughs> you fucking wankers. <laughs> I, I didn't even realise it was Jules' episode. We were just yeah. watching Pointless. Was, hey, Jules! Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think... She's wearing massive ears. She's still tiny next to Susie. <laughs> I looked like Susie's child. You did, yeah, <laughs> you did. Uh, there was a lot of excitement in Football Ramble Towers that you were like, I'm Jules from the Football Ramble. We're like, yeah, Football Ramble and Pointless. And then you did that. <laughs> and people must have thought, why do they only employ thick people? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, right... I, I was very unlucky with the question. Yeah, was, I was the own, youngest yeah. person there. Mm. Actually, no, that's a lie. There were two girls who were younger, but they were also shit. But do you, do you know what they say? <laughs> when it comes it's not to, as shit as me. When it comes to quiz shows, there's no hard or easy questions. They're just the ones you know and the ones you don't. Yeah, mm. correct. And 80s Oscar and you know nominated nothing. movies. 90s. Mm. Dangerous Minds is 90s. No, no it was no. 80s. No, that's no, what I'm saying. That's why you were wrong. It wasn't Dangerous Minds, it was Dangerous Liaisons. Correct. Yeah, but you said Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Did, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I know. That, and that's that not even an 80s movie. It's a 90s movie. I, I know. know but yeah. Did you watch any of this? I saw it. Yeah. I watched the All Ep. Yeah. <laughs> so it was 80s, and I was like, I didn't watch films when I was four years old. Hmm. Come on now. But Alexander <laughs> In Armstrong. In the 80s, I was four. Yeah. I was, I you was, weren't I, sat at home at four years old watching Dangerous, Dangerous Liaisons. Liaisons. No, I wasn't. And so I, the only film beginning with Dangerous that I knew was. Uh, was mines and mm. I don't even know what that film is but I knew there was a film so I um, thought at least at least I guessed yes good on you Thank Alexander you. Armstrong and Richard Osborne were disgusted with you Yeah, they were weren't they yeah. but then but I felt bad because I tweeted saying this is funny and your dad replied on Twitter saying oh that's my girl they didn't care my dad didn't care he just, he just literally um, whatsapped me and he was like my sisters said that you're on Pointless tonight because obviously mum and dad live in Jamaica mm, so they mm. couldn't watch it uh, but my dad's sisters all live in, in the borough so they were watching it and um, <laughs> he texted me going my sisters have said you're on Pointless and I was like dad it's embarrassing don't 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 tweet me don't message me about this and yeah. he was like no they said you were brilliant I was like oh I mean I'm, I went out in the first round but yeah. okay you can't get worse than that can you no you can't no, get your, worse your anecdote was more interesting what talking about anecdote? playing tennis or something oh, everyone okay. else's one story was really boring yeah they'd switch to county cricket in the 90s yeah. <laughs> shut up boring yeah. <laughs> Modules. Let's hear Jules about when she met John Paul at a tennis <laughs> uh, you know what? The other thing that's bad is when you just do generals pointless, you get invited back if you get off. You uh, get kicked off first round. Oh dear. Yeah, but you, they don't do it on celebrities. Right, okay. so, uh, here's the thing, though. Susie Perry's been on it. I think that was her third or fourth time. Yeah. First time she's been on with me and it's the worst she's done. She's right. never gone out in the first round. I was Beautiful. like, I'm sorry to lay it down, Sue. I think you're quite lucky to get on the celebrity version of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I was as I well. You could, have done the normal one. you could have done the normal one. <laughs> I wouldn't get on that because I'm not clever enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And, and in fairness, I think when I left, I said, I, I said, oh, next time I come on, can you give me a football question, please? Then I go up to the green room and I see the next question's about Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is a piss I got a pointless take. one. Azerbaijan, thank you. And, and the, the question after that was was something on tennis. So literally, 
football and tennis during the show after I already went out. They probably expected us to get through yeah. and yeah. maybe they angled the questions to so maybe There's they wanted us to win. Celebrity mastermind, what would be your uh, chosen subject? Uh, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> there was that bloody drumming weatherman who did uh, the music of Britney Spears. I can't stand that guy for some reason. Oh, yeah, not also, you. Really. Just something about me I don't like. He drummed for 24 hours. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, right, before we uh, talk more about uh, the weekend's football, let's just get a quick update on Betway's 4 to score. Entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Remember, each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot. And make sure that you put your selections in before the first game. Terms and conditions do apply. The first match was Brighton Southampton Andy picked Leo Trossard and the result was that guy Wilbs um, yep. game two was Burnley against Wolves Vish picked Jay Rodriguez but it was Vidra who came into the match instead of Maxwell Cornet who was out injured um, Chelsea West Ham was our third match Luke you picked Mason Mount which would have been a decent shout but it was actually the American Christian Pulisic who got on the score sheet late on and Liverpool Everton Kate picked Trent Alexander-Arnold she picked the wrong fullback because it was Andy Robertson <laughs> who scored the first goal in that one. Uh, we'll be back with another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. Now right, it's time then. for this. Time for this. From Missouri, this is from uh, Matthew. Due to a, a stomach bug going around and getting sick, I've had some time to go back and catch up on missed episodes. A while back, there was an ongoing discussion of a first, some of the most bizarre and random non-sports-related injuries footballers have had. It reminded me of an incident in 2006 when a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers in MLB had to miss a couple of games of the AL Championship Series, the semis leading to the World Series, due to pain and inflammation in his wrist. It was later reported that the injury wasn't from pitching at all, but from an excessive amount of shredding on guitar. Hero. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, he says the Guitar Hero uh, had just come out and I fell in love with the game, dude. I'm a rock and roll fan. It's a killer game. Hell, I'm going to buy this. Guess I got hurt, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you have Completely... to really go some to hurt yourself on Guitar Hero, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess like it's RSI trick. though, isn't it? It's kind of like, what would you... I don't want to see you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, over the top of my laptop. How's your elbow, by the way? It's fine. The bursitis is... Uh, oh, what did you do? Quite... He's playing Guitar Hero. I was playing Guitar Hero. Genuinely. I just banged my arm, take the bins <laughs> up. But is, we, Went big. If you're a fan of a sports team, obviously in this case it's baseball, the thing is, I don't think fans mind if a player gets injured, of course. It's not yeah. their fault. That's how it goes. And if, even if it is their fault, you wouldn't know. When it comes to something that's so unrelated to, <laughs> to, to, to your career and yeah. ultimately comes down to you not really taking your career seriously, I think the fans have got a chance. They've got, a, they've got a, they're well within their rights to feel annoyed about it. Yeah, but you've got to live a life outside of, of, of whatever your chosen sport is, isn't it? Yeah, but, to, but do it responsibly. Uh, it's like I, if I say to you, uh, I'm going to go and drive a car at 200 miles an hour down the motorway, and you say, why are you doing that? I said, because you've got to live your life outside of your career. Yeah, don't <laughs> do you, that. Are you comparing driving a car dangerously on a motorway at 200 miles an hour Imagine with how, a man who just likes a little bit of No, but what I'm <laughs> saying band. is, it's about the excess. Imagine how strong and how good this guy would be at shredding at Guitar Hero. Yeah. Just take a step back. Just play at a slightly easier difficulty level. Yeah. Have a great time still and carry on being able to play for your team. That's what, what was I'm that saying. hardest song that was on Rock Band? It was very famous for Oh, there being, was a one that was, uh... there was no one that like some certain gamers had made up that was designed to oh, be yeah, impossible to, of, yeah, to, yeah, to complete, yeah. right? Oh, really? Yeah, but someone actually did it. Uh, Pete told me about it. Someone actually it did it. Fire in the, the Flames first... or something? Someone, think, yeah. It was like, it took six months. 
yeah. and someone actually did it perfect without making any mistakes. And if you watch the video, it is insane. Is it? Mm. Yes, it's probably this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, keep your emails coming into us. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. And don't forget, Pep Talks is back on Wednesday. Any dilemmas, problems you have, we'll do our best to try and help you out with them. So mm. get those in to us before Wednesday. Uh, right, back to the weekend's football then. Uh, Saturday's lunchtime game was Arsenal against Manchester United. Arsenal won 3-1 which means it's now six points from playing against Chelsea and Manchester United in the space of just a few days for Arsenal. Um, what do you make of the game? Yeah, all it's <laughs> taken is a seismic um, war that's impacted on Chelsea's ability to actually trade properly and the worst Manchester United period in history for <laughs> Arsenal to get two wins. <laughs> I'm only joking. I, I really particularly like the idea that... Um, that Granit Xhaka bought yet another ticket for the long-range Tombola. And this time, <laughs> this time his ticket actually came out. Yeah. Uh, and then he celebrated by walking off the pitch. Um, well, he, he was fine, I guess, in the end. But like, he he uh, he, he really put the uh, put the ice on the cake for for Man United. Ma- Ma- for Arsenal, Man United are so bad. It is incredible they, to see. They can't blame Harry Maguire this time, can they? No, yeah, they left geez. him out. He wasn't well, even in the starting eleven. Well, I mean, I guess they had to because he had bomb threats and all kinds. That's of, awful. It's awful. Sort of he's terrible gone stuff. But yeah. um, you, you just sort of think that, like, he, he was so much of a, a, a lightning rod in a team full of lightning rods, and they didn't play him, and, and they were still just as awful as usually. He had Matic on the on the on the. Uh, oh, he kicked off, didn't he? He kicking yeah. off with the Arsenal fans, going three titles for me, you zero. <laughs> three titles for me, you zero. And the Arsenal fans are going, I don't have a mechanism. With which I can win a Premier League title. I was just a fan. I have three titles. Oh, Scott McTominay absolutely lost it in his post-match interview as well. Mm. He was absolutely steaming. Mm. Uh, explosive interview with uh, every <laughs> every outlet that he did his interviews with. Um, he said there's a whole load of problems in terms of players, staff, everything higher up. He God. Said, he said. <laughs> God he said, is dead. <laughs> there is no Lord if this is this bad. Um, yeah, he said. You know, we we don't do any of the basics, right? We've got we don't play with any balls. He said balls. Like, like yeah. three times this interview. Why, 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 you've said this a few times. You said this before the show. So why yeah. are you pissed off with him saying balls? I'm not pissed off with him saying balls. Was it balls? you, Pete, who was pissed off with it? I'm pissed, pissed off with him saying balls. I think it's very rude. Okay. Is it? Fair enough. Oh, you don't have any balls. Testicle fortitude, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I was going to criticise Shaka for his massively long knee side celebration, <laughs> but I stopped myself earlier because I thought, you know, fair enough, he's enjoying the moment. But, but, it is, it's incredible to see a team like Manchester United play in such an incoherent, like, um, disjointed way. And it, it does make me wonder when you hear McTominay, who, for all accounts, apparently, to, according to all accounts, is like a really good pro and like a really hard-working player and stuff. And you think to yourself, you can affect this. But I suppose mm. what he would say is, I am trying to affect it, but no one else is fucking trying anything. Mm. So it's, it's a very, very strange um, situation. I particularly love that... Um, there's been some reports, and I'm just going to read it as it's as it's written. Say the reports say Ralph Rangnick <laughs> will present incoming manager Eric Ten Hag with what's being described as a shocking dossier of shame <laughs> on every first team player. I would pay so much money. I want to see read that, that shocking dossier. I want to read it better. Like remember when they leaked Michael Owen's dossier of shame. <laughs> That wasn't, that wasn't even designed to be shameful, <laughs> was it? A shocking dossier, dossier of shame. shame. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a sensational use of words. It is, I, yeah. I love that. Fantastic. I mean, I wonder who's top of the list. Mm. Oh, well. If they, if they were rated, you don't? I, I can tell you who'd be top of the Go list. Um, <laughs> I think top of the list will be Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah? Because he only cares about himself. 
True. And it's a team sport. Oh. I very much enjoyed Boscoe's shopping Jesse Lingard as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Saying, I'm, sure, I'm sure he won't mind me saying he's told me that it is a shit show out there. He's like, <laughs> I think he probably wouldn't mind that, to be honest, Paul. I mean, we, we, all, we all enjoy it. And May not, if I was listening, we'll be like, oh, yeah, great, you know, whatever. We enjoy it because we've all had to be subject to, to May United's dominance for yeah. so long that actually it feels quite refreshing to, <laughs> yeah. to, to be able also, to... However however much money they throw at it, they fuck yeah. it up. It's yeah. brilliant. Also, yeah. last week we were, we were joking around about the fact that we could just replay loads of clips of us saying how bad Manchester United are from previous Ramble episodes. So at least today, mm. let's just let's just laugh at them, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> slight, slight change of attitude, giggle, isn't it? Yeah. They make such odd decisions as well, like putting Bruno Fernandes on the penalty, which obviously backfires. You know, it, it was it was a crazy, crazy situation. Uh, and, and you felt, and, you, and it's one of the first time I can think of for a while where you going into the game, starting to watch it, you think, Arsenal will massively fancy this because it's perfectly set up. The mm. gaps that May United leave between the defence and the midfield is so obvious. And Arsenal's players are full of their forward line is full of little tricky kind of in the space type players. Mm. It's perfectly suited for them. And then if you were saying that, you know, a while back, if you were saying that Granite Xhaka and Mohamed Al Neni are going to dominate the midfield against Manchester United, mm-hmm. you'd be like, well, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. They did. Very interesting. <laughs> um, and, and also I just thought, just on the subject of Arsenal as well, obviously scoring three goals in this game. In the same weekend that they're linked to Gabriel Jesus, who scores a hat-trick for Manchester City, which is something that he's never done before for Man City in, in the Premier League. It's quite amazing, really, isn't it? And, and, and I, I think, do you reckon he suits that Arsenal side? Can you see him fitting into that setup over there? Well, Arsenal fans are convinced that they need a striker, right? Andy and I had a bit of a ding-dong last week about the, the quality of Eddie Nketiah, whether he can follow um, up what's come before him, whether he can dominate um, enough to lead the line for Arsenal. I know a lot of Arsenal fans think that maybe he's not the player to do that. They do need a player that can do that, for sure. Mm. Um, Jesus is interesting because he's he's always really scored goals when he's been called upon mm-hmm. and, and City is such a unique case. That he could be regarded as a bit of a, yeah, a pro, like a fit, bit of a failure, sort of, kind no, of. I, well, I don't know if you'd say, that far, you wouldn't say but failure, like, you, but you would say... You would say that untapped potential. Yeah, he, he doesn't consistently start games for for City. I remember. I remember two. You would or say th- he's essential. Mm. No, but two or three seasons ago, he did play a lot and he scored a lot of mm. goals. He got. He got. I think he's gone two seasons in a row before for City in all competitions, scoring more than twenty. So he's obviously capable. Mm. Yeah. But in a weird he's way, he's Adobe Illustrator in a world of Photoshop. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, what I would say is, there's a comparison there, isn't there? In a slightly different way between. Do you remember when Kalechi Iheanacho was there? Yeah. And. Every time he called upon, it felt like he he had scored goals, mm. and, he, and 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 then he makes this quite big money move, uh, and you think, oh, he's going to just tear it up. And for whatever reason, of course, every situation is different, but for whatever reason, it hasn't quite happened for Ian Acho. I think everyone knows he's a good player and he's a very competent striker, but he's certainly not set the world on fire like I thought he would. And part of the reason for that is maybe because Vardy stuck around a lot longer and been able to maintain his standard a lot longer than a lot of people thought. It reminds me a little bit of this: if Jesus comes out of that environment, it it feels like it could go either way, really. And mm. it very much depends on the, the environment that Arteta is fostering at Arsenal because I think yeah. he's doing a lot of good there. Um, and obviously, yeah. Arteta's worked with Jesus at City as well. So exactly. they're bit, teaming up once again, but potentially. Would, would, would City be happy from going to, with him going, going for Arsenal? That's what, that's what doesn't ring true for me. I wonder if City would be happy about that. Mm. Yeah, I suppose with the with Haaland going to City, that looks like it's going to happen. But it's quite a patronising move, isn't it, yeah. to say, oh, Arsenal can happen. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not going to bother us. <laughs> <laughs> um, also this weekend, Chelsea beat West Ham 1-0. Christian Pulisic in the 90th minute. But prior to them scoring that goal, we witnessed what has to be up there as one of the worst penalties in <laughs> Premier League history. Jorginho 
completely messed this up. Um, I, I love that the commentator said just before, if you want a reliable penalty taker to win you the game, <laughs> you put your money on Jorginho. It also, was so bad. It's also complete bullshit. Yeah, like he famously yeah. missed penalties for Italy yeah. for them not to go for, to qualify for the World Cup. He missed the penalty against England in the, uh, in in the, the Euros, Euros final. Yeah. Um, and, he, and that one there... But I, I think I, he scored everyone this season for Chelsea. That's, that's probably why they said it. Fair enough. But yeah, you've got to look at it in the round. You've got to look at it in the grand scheme of things. I, I, I think no one's going to feel worse than... Oh, apart from Jorginho, no one's going to feel worse than that Sky commentator saying that before he took it. <laughs> because it was... I couldn't immediately think of a worse one. And so I tweeted from the Ramble account mm-hmm. saying, reply to this with a worse penalty than that. And to be fair, people did tweet loads of worse ones. <laughs> but this one was particularly bad. If it bounces twice before the keeper falls on it, <laughs> it's a bad pen. Mm. I saw a pretty bad one earlier this season. Uh, Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha took one against Norwich. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah it was also really I think bad. it was quite amusing because um, obviously it's Crystal Palace who aren't my favourite team. And also I was right there next to it. So right. it just made me laugh. For me, I wouldn't judge the... So people were, the, the ones that people were replying with, some of them were someone skying one massively over the bar or whatever. I think if you hit it hard with purpose, that is automatically better than what Jorginho Yeah, 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 yeah I agree. Because Jorginho, totally it's so, it just looks so bad. It's like doing a panenka where the keeper yeah. just stands there. If a keeper can just basically collect it and hold on to it, then it's poor. <laughs> and yeah, definitely. And it bounced twice. <laughs> yeah. and, and some people replied, Jules, with, um, with a player from like, you know, the non-league in the seventies, where he scuffs it. It's like if he's, he's basically playing on sand. It's not really the same thing. But Chelsea's that Chelsea West Ham thing is a really interesting situation because I thought that game was had such a weird feel to it. Particularly the first half, it felt mm. like it, it was absolutely nothing riding on it at all. Mm. And you'd argue that Chelsea probably, to be absolutely sure, that third place would want to um, would want to win it, which of course they did. West Ham make all these changes because they got this game coming up on Thursday, and then you look at what's happening with Chelsea and you see. They got hammered at Stamford Bridge against Arsenal. Mm. There's empty seats everywhere. They lose in Rudiger because they can't negotiate a new contract with him, which again is linked to the reason why there's empty seats. Tuchel doesn't look happy all of a sudden. It's a huge, um, a huge issue there, clearly, that has to be sorted out. Again, funny. It, it, is, it is quite funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it again, is quite funny. I thought funny. you said fanny. I was like, what? <laughs> again, what fanny. With a fanny. <laughs> we complaining about balls earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as you say, Luke, I think I think first half, I thought, you know, West Ham actually did pretty well um, considering all the changes that they made. And I think they'd have been more than happy to take a point out of this game. Mm. Um, I remember leading up to West Ham's last European fixture, they played their first team against Brentford and lost the game. And that was the game where I think Zuma picked up that injury, which ruled him out for the rest of the season. And the West Ham fans were absolutely fuming about it. Well, a lot of them were anyway for, you know, for for risking some of your key players Mm. ahead of the most important matches in in your club's recent history. And I think this time round, David Moyes obviously maybe paid a little bit more attention to that thought about, you know, resting some of the players because they've got a lot of injuries in the squad. Um, Only fit centre-half is is Dawson at the moment heading mm. into um, Thursday night. And of course he got sent off in this game, which uh, thankfully that red card for West Ham fans doesn't mean he misses any games in Europe. No. But yeah, um, a very interesting one. I don't think West Ham fans will mind too much that they lost the match because it's all about, as you say, Luke, Thursday night. It has to be all about Thursday night. Oh, it'll be great. Thursday Can't night wait. will be absolutely Can't fantastic. Wait. And we're going to Frankfurt next week as well. For, for oh, you'll, the, you'll be yes. covering it. You've been covering yes. them all season, oh, right? Oh, oh, lovely. Oh, we're going. Smashing. Yeah, it's going to be wicked. You got to Leon, did you? 
We didn't get to go to Got Leon, it. unfortunately, but we we were all there for the semi-finals this I time the around. Final. So. Seville, isn't it? The finals in Seville. I love Seville. So it's a lovely city. Oranges everywhere. Beautiful. Let's hope they get I there. I think old uh, Jake might pull rank when it comes to the final. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> to be fair, me and Daryl, myself and Daryl are saying, what happens if Rangers and West Ham get to the final? Who's going to present it? Because yeah. he's been doing the Rangers games the whole way along. So. You have to do paper, rock, scissors or have a fight and you'll win. Great. I, Mercy, she's I Rangers for, TV now, isn't she? I opt for the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Uh, updates from north of the border. Speaking of Daryl Curry, as he covers a lot of Scottish football, um, <laughs> at the weekend. So the, the Scottish Premiership table is now split. So you've got the mm. top half yeah. and the bottom half. And the bottom two faced each other, which was um, Dundee playing against St. Johnston. And honestly, these comments from Mark McGee, the Dundee manager, were hilarious he basically said he was going on a diet and not using any radiators in yeah, the yeah we talked about it last week <laughs> yeah. it's bizarre uh, anything he took things up a notch on friday saying the boys have made me promise that if we beat st johnston on saturday then i'm going to go naked for a week which isn't going to help anyone but you just have to do something in order to inspire a victory made me promise well, they, they drew the game they so, drew uh, yes. yeah <laughs> by so, the way going, going naked for a week what does why? that even mean I know. When, when people say so <laughs> stay at home it's a crime so the way <laughs> it's literally a crime have you tried it Pete? <laughs> when, when the world the snookers aren't the moment right a couple of years ago Mark Williams, who had won load of tournaments back in the day and was seen as an older player now, and he, mm. he had a real resurgence in form, and he's still he's still enjoying that now. And he said early in the early rounds of the World Snooker Championship a few years ago, "If I win, mm. I'll do the press conference naked, right?" Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, he did win, and he did it. He did do it. Mm. So, but that's not. It's normally a thing, isn't it? It's like Gary Lineker. Like if Leicester day, win the Premier yeah, League, yeah, yeah. I'll do match of the day in my pants. In my pants, yeah. He's gone for a whole week, which <laughs> says to me there's an underlying issue there where he just likes to be naked. <laughs> yes, definitely, yeah. And it's, it's not because like, I drew. It's like dads in the nineties always used to dress like Spice Girls. Yeah, so you just want to dress like a Spice can Girl. I, can yeah. I just say that he actually thinks it worked? He said, "Well, we drew the game, so of course it worked. You can't say it didn't work because we drew." I'll be half naked. <laughs> He's like, so, "We didn't lose." I'll tell you what's so... happened. Dundee went a goal up. This literally happened. Dundee went a goal up, and it started to set in what mm. was possibly going to happen. <laughs> Mark McGee started peeling, peeling clothes <laughs> yeah. off. The players are glancing Start nervously stripping. over at the bench, and Mark <laughs> McGee's wearing fewer and fewer clothes. <laughs> and about half an hour from the end, they conceded. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And by the way, in this game, there was an incredible moment. Charlie Adam made one oh of the God. worst dives. I mean, it's 10 out of 10 if you're scoring this for, for, for best dives in, in a game that you'll, you'll ever see. It was, in, it was quite something. And I don't make a habit, I hope people understand, of, um, of commenting on people's appearance. I think it's a bit of a low blow, but you would agree. You do it all the time and yeah. I do it all. We all yeah. do it all the time. It's Charles, all we've got. Charlie Adam looks really old. He does look really old, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he looks, I couldn't believe that was him. Lovely fellow, though. I'm sure he's really nice. And I'm sure he, it's not news to him that he looks old. But yeah. I, I think, you know, good luck to him. 36, captaining in his hometown club, whatever. Great stuff. Uh, it was. It just made it look worse when he died because he looked like <laughs> it looked like an old person having a fall. It was funny. You can't call it a dive when it's it You've got to call it a fall. It actually was, wasn't it? I was it? worried about his hip, is all I'm saying. <laughs> he does just literally. He, he, it's almost like his foot meets the ball and he just goes... I'm just going to fall over here. He <laughs> literally just topples over. Uh, maybe he was just tired. Maybe. Maybe he was waiting for a phone call from his grandson. <laughs> Do you want to end with a, uh, a clip of uh, Mark McGee? Um, some oh, choice words for his uh, former Aberdeen teammate, uh, Steve Cowan. Yeah, this go is, for it. Uh, this is... Uh, what the um. <laughs> Any chance of shutting up? Did he? Did he? 
Diddy. What does it mean? I don't know. It's a Scottish thing, isn't it? Diddy. What? Didn't uh, who's that fellow with the feather duster who, who, with the big teeth? Ken Dodd. He's Ken Dodd. He had the Diddy men, didn't he? Yeah, he's no, but he, didn't he have the Diddy men? Wasn't his? I don't know who they were. Sorry, the only Diddy I know is P Diddy. That's I'm confused by this. That's what, true. What is going P. on P. Diddy here? and Ken Doddy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with it? Ken Doddy and the Diddy Men. Yeah, great. They also <laughs> programmed Robocop 3 on the Amiga, but that is a very much a side dish. Mark McGee <laughs> is not referencing either Ken Dodd mm-hmm. or Sean Diddy Coombs. We, we, I could be sure of that. So we know what it is. We'll find out. We just don't know I'm what it sure is. I'm sure there'll be an army of uh, Scottish uh, people saying that's what we say. When you say. It's like idiot, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Your oh, dialogue, ding. You know. Diddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Right, before we go, uh, just a little dip into the Football League. Um, because at the weekend, big, big story, actually. Oldham are officially relegated um, after they lost their match against Salford City. Um, they've actually become the first former Premier League side to drop out of the Football League. Um, they, they, The fans did their best to try and get the game called off because they've been really unhappy with the ownership of the club. They... They went onto the pitch in the 80th minute with a banner saying, get out of our club. Um, mm. Unfortunately, the game did resume for them um, and the defeat was confirmed. So Oldham, for the first time ever um, since being in the Football League, are now obviously going to be playing non-league football. They'll be in the National League next season. So troubling times for them there and a sad day for all their fans. Uh, on a lighter note, though, in League One... Good old Andy Brassels, AFC Wimbledon, are struggling a little bit. They've actually dropped more points this season from winning positions than they have actual points on the board. That's some achievement, that. He was, I mean, this is this particular instance was hilarious <laughs> because it gets dropped in the yeah. Ramble WhatsApp group yeah. and Brassel is always fuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Saturday, they found a new way to cock things up. They were 1-0 up. Mm. They were 1-0 up until the 87th minute. I remember being on BT Sports scoring at half-time because I always look out for Wimbledon's yeah. um, results because of Andy Brassel. And at half-time, I remember saying... Wimbledon are on their way to finally getting a victory. I think it had been something like 25 matches without a win or something crazy. And they were on their way. They kept their lead until the 87th minute. And then their goalkeeper, Nick Zanair, was taking a free kick from just outside the penalty area, but decided, you know what, I'm going to take a touch. He rolls, <laughs> he rolls Literally the... not in the laws of the game. He should know that. <laughs> he rolls the ball forwards before lumping it up the pitch. And because of that, Fleet would then get awarded an indirect free kick for some reason, just right outside the, the, the area, uh, the penalty area. And um, they score from it. It was inside the area, yeah. David, because I guess yeah. it was from the original point. Uh, yes. So, Have um... you thought about scoring more than one goal in a match? <laughs> but it also, it is really impactful what's happened there yeah. because if you look at AFC Wimbledon's position they now need a total I mean they're basically now relegated because they, they need a big eight goal swing to get out of the relegation zone had they won that game mm. they'd have 39 points and not 37 yeah. and it would be a lot more straight well, a lot <sighs> more likely for them that has got to be right up there with the most ridiculous ways you were going to effectively get relegated it's mm. absolutely ridiculous Incredible. isn't it especially in, like, like like Fleetwood who were right in there with them as well exactly stupid it's mad silly boys madness poor Brass poor, poor Brass, Brass. Poor Brass. He'll, um, he'll support them through thick and thin I'm sure anyway of course anyway. he will yeah. him and his cardboard cut out I mean he watches so much football that it's just it, just law of averages means he will be watching AFC Wimbledon at some point. <laughs> Watches all the football all the time. So there you go. And speaking of all the football, there's more tonight. Crystal Palace plays Lee, uh, play Leeds in the Premier League, uh, so we've got that one to look forward to. And then it's a whole week of European stuff. I'm going to a game <laughs> in three Europe. nights in a row this week. Very nice. I'm going to the Etihad tomorrow. I'm going to Anfield on Wednesday. 
and I'll be at the London Stadium. You live in the Thursday. dream. Let's talk coats. What are we going for coat Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm sorting it out today. It's kind of in the middle, isn't you need, it? You need three different coats for three different days. You can't wear the same one. Oh, really? No, okay. absolutely okay. not. Okay. So um, I think I'm going to go for a bright green sort of blazery vibe. Layers. Like, okay. Because, um, yeah, it's not winter coat anymore, is it? It's not no, so time. green blazer like elf. <laughs> From yeah, Elf. very yeah. green, like yeah. like the football ramble green. It's <laughs> yes. that colour. I love it. Flying the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to do that one tomorrow. Last time you flew the flag for us, it was on pointless and you embarrassed Fuck us. Off. So can you please make sure you don't mess it up this time? If you're going to wear the ramble green. <laughs> to be fair, actually, whenever I do these Champions League games for CBS America, I get loads of lovely tweets from our lovely American listeners in, in go, the see. states. So um, it's very nice. But that's part of the reason we got you on the show because you are actually genuinely quite popular. Yeah, but you're quite like quite likable. Mm. That's just that. Yeah, and you're, like, you're, you're using me for my Twitter followers. Well, like the old man, you're the balloons. In <laughs> yeah, pop. exactly. That's right. Exactly. We oh, are. That. The old mm. men and you're the balloons. Exactly. Mm. Cute. Yeah. I'm the little chubby kid. <laughs> I'm the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all from us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow for more good stuff. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.